Welcome along to week two of Auto Talks. I'm not sure, I'm going to try a couple of things out this week and see how it goes. I'm going to, not sure whether to do an intro uh, rant or to, to launch right into things. So I'm going to try the intro this week. And if you think it'd be better to just jump straight in, then to the thousands of you that listen to this incredibly popular production, please just let me know. We're going to start with uh, a little football talk this week. I want to really quickly chat about last weekend, which I realise is, is now light years away. Um, but just a few thoughts. And, and then what's on the way this weekend, Premier League-wise? Then I'm going to quickly chat TV and what's got Mano and I through the, the lockdowns here in Australia. And we're going to wrap it up with a, a Gus update as we got the results back from his MRI. So let's get cracking. So football. Um, it was a huge weekend of football last weekend, and anyone with even the slightest interest would not have been able to hide away from the fact that it was derbies galore. You had Man United, Liverpool, PSG, Marseille, Inter, Juve, and then Barca, Real Madrid. Um, and I'll, I think I mentioned this last week and will probably be a recurring theme, but living in Australia, we're in hands down the worst time zone for anything other than watching Aussie rules. Um, which if you don't know what that is, then then look it up and you tell me if you understand it, because I don't understand it. But living in this ridiculous time zone means that more often than not, I have to settle for YouTube highlights and, and recap podcasts. So my YouTube watch time has blown up since living here. But uh, side, just a quick side note, Mano's nonsense vlogger videos that she watches has turned my YouTube home feed into an absolute disaster zone minefield of women's wear uh, unboxings, which are apparently a thing, and videos that are people filming themselves eating stuff, again, feels like mildly illegal, uh, and then non-stop Taylor Swift videos, unsurprisingly. But anyway, um, <laughs> this is not about my my home feed, uh, it was super quickly about the football, so Derby's galore last weekend, and recurring theme of these, they were all pretty crap, like they were all <laughs> super underwhelming. PSG Marseille, first of all. Look, was just rubbish, like super underwhelming. The only thing that you see on the highlights, lots of flares and fighting and craziness, but no real football of note, despite the fact that you have one of, if not the most expensively assembled team in the history of football ever. Um, so you notice that when the main story is that Neymar and PSG, when they're taking corners, have to have riot shield police helping them out, you know that the game's just a bit of a mess. Um, the second derby, so Inter versus Juve, Again, underwhelming massively. Barca versus Real Madrid, again, underwhelming massively. Um, La Liga in general, I think, now that, you know, Messi has departed and obviously Ronaldo left a wee while ago, but it's definitely, it's struggling a bit in terms of that big hitter or star power, I think, but it's, it's a bit, you know, two sided because it's, it's not necessarily got as many of the big names, but it's, I think it's a bit more interesting because it means that you look at like the Bundesliga, right? And, and Bayern win it every year and it's just boring. It's really, it's really dull to watch. Whereas at least in Spain, you've got a few teams like Real Sociedad and, and Betis that are in amongst the, the usual suspects making it a bit more exciting, which is great. And then the final Derby game. So Man United versus Liverpool. Oh, Christ. As a Man United fan, horrifically underwhelming, complete disaster zone, just awful all round. But the, the few key things I really want to call out here. So, so can someone, Harry Maguire, right? Can someone please tell me how, what contest Harry Maguire has won? He's, he's the captain of Man United and he costs more than Virgil van Dyke, which, you know, if you don't follow football, hopefully you've skipped this section, but he costs more than van Dyke. I know that, I know the money element of the Premier League is 
and and football in general, to be fair, these days is is pretty irrelevant. But how has that been allowed to happen? That's madness. He's so bad. Um, the second point, so Pogba, right? Pogba is. I think Pogba's probably one of the most divisive footballers that um, since I've been watching football, definitely. I think he kind of splits opinion the most, but he's just my, my kind of opinion. I used to really like him. I think my opinion of him is that he's just a complete highlights, Instagram kind of 10 second video type of footballer. And he rarely justify, justify, sorry, the hype that he has received uh, kind of on and off throughout his career. I think he, he super occasionally pops up with a three plus assist game or he gets a hat trick or he does something, as I say, that's, that's Instagram highlight worthy. But then just as quickly, you know, retreats to his promotional Adidas cave and does nothing but launches new boots and, and dyes his hair a different colour. So I'm I'm over Pogba. I think Pogba needs to go. I'm I'm not not a massive fan. Um and then finally just on this on Man United Liverpool. So Liverpool. Oof, like Liverpool looked super, super tasty. And as a Man United fan, I know that's probably blasphemous to say, but any any team that gets in the way of Man City and winning trophies, I'm all about it. So I can get on board with that for sure. So that was last weekend. Um, as I said, I appreciate this light years away, but I, there's a couple of things I had to get off my chest there. This weekend, we've got uh, Man United Spurs. So the, the couple of things I want to call out here, I just want just put Maguire on the bench. Harry Maguire, just, you know, go home for a bit, you know, maybe think about a change in career possibly. Um, and I think probably... If not this weekend, then the, then next weekend. Um, I think Solskjaer's probably going to have to go as well, to be fair. I think just need to get over this whole idea that every manager at Man United needs to be Sir Alex Ferguson 2.0, um, who, just as a reminder, left eight years ago, which is crazy to think about because he's at every game and it feels like, you know, I'm obviously an absolute hero, etc. but at some point you kind of just need to move on from him. Um and I think if someone, there's been a lot of chat about Antonio Conte, if there's, if there's someone like that who's about, who's available and who, you know, is interested, then I don't see why you wouldn't bring him in for a few years. He's, you know, he wins like everywhere he's been, Chelsea, Juventus, Inter, wherever it is, he's taken them when they've been struggling and he's, and he's turned them around and he's made them win. Admittedly, he only, he only hangs around for a few years, but at this stage that that's fine. Like you just need to get a mentality back because at the moment it's just an absolute joke and I think it was Jonathan Wilson I think of the Guardian who said um maybe a month ago or so now but that Old Trafford is is kind of just becoming this giant Man United nostalgia theme park and it's super hard to disagree with that at this point you have I love Ronaldo I will always love Ronaldo but he's a goal scoring mascot like at this stage that's kind of all he is um, and then a couple other games this weekend. So Newcastle, Chelsea, um, look, really looking forward to Newcastle being the richest club in the championship. I think that's, uh, I don't want to get into the, the, you know, the kind of messiness of who now owns Newcastle because that's far beyond my comprehension. But, um, I went to uni in Newcastle and so they're always going to be my second team, but they've always been a club that's been super up and down. And so I think they're in one of these down phases where they need a, a few years at least um, to get their collective shit together. So off to the championship they go to do that. Um, and then thirdly, Liverpool versus Brighton. And so this is purely from a fantasy football selfish lens, but uh, I would love if Salah could just continue to rake in the fantasy football points, please. Despite the fact that he's now definitely jinxed. So don't worry, that's the football done. Anyone anyone listening who doesn't like football, you've made it through. Um, or if you've skipped to this point, then yeah, smooth move, well done. Applaud your, applaud your skip ability. But as I may or may not have mentioned, um, we are living in Australia at the moment, 
and we have been in lockdown for a long time, off and on. So in classic kind of lockdown style, you can't leave the house, you can't do much. You're going to turn to your Netflix, you can turn to Amazon Prime, whatever it might be, and you're going to binge like an absolute nutcase. And so um, I wanted to go through a couple of the things that have kept Mano and I relatively sane during our time here in in lockdown. Um, and I wanted to just, uh, I'm going to break it down to things that I've watched for the first time and things that I've rewatched during the lockdown. So for the first time, right? So Ted Lasso, I know Ted Lasso has been getting a lot of hype. Um, and admittedly, the first season, I thought the first season of Ted Lasso was great. I'm a massive uh, Roy Kent fan. I was a big fan of the the Roy and Jamie Tart dynamic. Um, Roy, Roy Kent's voice is something that I still don't quite understand. Um, I think he's very good, but I don't understand how he does that with his voice. But he's, as a character, you know, he's he's awesome. And I really like the way, on a slightly more serious note, I think, for, for Ted Lasso, I really like the way that it's... It, it openly approached and discussed uh, mental health, you know, with, with Ted's panic attacks and a couple of other things going on there with Nate. And it didn't shy away from, you know, potentially kind of tricky topics to discuss. So I really like that. The first season, well done. You know, two thumbs up for the first season. Second season was not as great, uh, but it's still good. I like. <laughs> I don't want to demolish what is probably the most popular TV show um, on Apple TV, at least at the moment. But spoiler alert, in case you haven't seen this, so skip ahead to those of you who skip the football, skip this bit as well if you wish. Um, although admittedly, you probably won't be listening to much of this if you do. But a couple of the issues I had with the second season specifically. So the the feel-goodiness in the first season. So you're watching these episodes, you know, there's a moral, an episode. It feels great in, in the moment because it's not too forced. I think the second season, the the feel-good, the feel-goodiness, as I'm calling it, uh, was just a little bit too in-your-face. There were definitely a couple of completely random episodes in there. The, the Christmas episode in the middle of the season just, uh, yeah, kind of made no real sense to me. Um, and then the nightclub one with, with Coach Beard seemed to go on for like three episodes um, and was just, yeah, I I think more often than not when I was watching Till Last you'd actually be watching it, whereas those episodes were on and that was definitely a, I'll just be on Instagram, I'll just be checking my phone for other stuff kind of thing because that was not remotely engaging to me. Um, I wasn't ever really bought into the Sam Rebecca relationship. I know you probably need to have some kind of relationship dynamic beyond um, Keely and Roy, but that's yeah a bit weird. And it, and this it kind of leads into my last point. I think I need to look at it not from a not from a football fan point of view, but from just a, a TV soap drama point of view, whatever you want to say. Because if Sam and Rebecca were to ever have a relationship, if if the owner of the football club and one of the players was to ever have a relationship, like what? <laughs> like what would happen? Do you know? And someone would find out about it. You would. You'd have to resign if you're the owner. Like the, the player would probably leave the club. Whatever. I don't know. It would just be an absolute disaster zone. So, I never really bought into that. Um, or felt a little bit weird to me. And then uh, I know this isn't the point of the show, and it isn't something to focus on because it's meant to be, you know, feel good. Kind of. There's a moral in every episode sort of deal, um, and not a football show. But the fact that Nate who was such an arsehole by the end of season two, by the way, went from being a kit man in the first season, a kit man, and not even like the main kit man, I don't even know, but a kit man. He's then managing a Premier League team by the end of the second season. And he looks like Jose Mourinho. Like, what have they done with his hair? They've made his hair grey and uh, it just, I don't know. Anyway, as I said, that was spoiler alert. But the second season, still decent, just a little bit all over the place for me. 
So that's Ted Lasso. And then the other one, um, first time watched during lockdown, so Gilmore Girls, right? And bear with me here. So I'm not too, I'm not worried to admit this because Manoa will never listen to this, but more often than not, Manoa watch, Manoa watch a TV show. Um, and I'll, I'll probably leave the house and go for a walk or I just, you know, won't, won't engage with it. But this is, you know, this has been on in the background, follows a similar process where I'll kind of first couple of episodes when I'm in the same room, I'll slate them a little bit, you know, I'll be like, oh, this is terrible. But I'm, I'm into Gilmore Girls, like Gilmore Girls is quality. Like, whoa, it's a fantastic piece of television. And that's not going to be news to anyone who's a Gilmore Girls fan, I'm sure. But, you know, if you haven't watched Gilmore Girls, give it a chance. Fantastic. Definitely endorse that. So these are first timers, things that we've watched, things that I've watched already for the first time during lockdown. A little rewatch because you like to go back to the the old favourites. Um, some of the cliche ones, obviously, like The Office. I mean, I've, I've, I think at this stage I've probably watched The Office about 17 times, but it's um, I saw a, a meme the other day that says, you know, it's not have you watched The Office, it's do you watch The Office, which kind of just implies that you're in this never-ending cycle of watching The Office. Like, watching The Office never really ends for you, uh, which I think is where I am. Kind of, I'm, you know, just rewatch, rewatch, rewatch. But a couple of the big hitters outside of this, so Succession, uh, again, really popular show, but hopefully, and hopefully most of you watched the first two seasons of this already. But if you haven't, do so. Um, it's ridiculously good and, and season three started and it's going strong and it's kind of as hectic and, um, hilarious and mental as, as the first two seasons were. So, so if you haven't already watched that, get involved. Um, we'll be talking about that a little bit more going through, uh, some of these early episodes. And then the second one, which is a bit more niche, but all or nothing. So some of these, there are sports documentaries that you get on Amazon Prime. And I'll watch just about any sport documentary or, or docu-series or whatever it's called officially. Um, and All or Nothing definitely have some of the best. I think the first few were about NFL teams. And, and disclaimer, it's kind of like if you've watched uh, Drive to Survive, I think it is. Probably got that wrong. But on Netflix, the F1 show. Like, I'm not an F1 fan, but I could watch hundreds of series of Drive to Survive because it's excellent. It's the same kind of thing with All or Nothing. So the first few about NFL teams, and then it kind of branches out into into rugby and into into football um but my if you're going to watch that you want to get involved in that the the first season actually the 2015 arizona cardinals nfl team that's that's a must watch i think some of them some of the series after that they're definitely a little overproduced and a little over kind of micromanagement probably especially in the man city series and i know that i might have bias there but the man city series is, is pretty rubbish you don't actually see much um and the the kind of narratives and storylines throughout are pretty crap uh, and another one, another NFL team in there. So the the Los Angeles Rams. You don't really need to. You don't really need to to um, watch those. You can kind of skip those. Um, there's not really much in there that was worth filming. So just skip over those two. So a little life update now. Um, and there are a couple of things I just wanted to touch on. So one is uh, kind of bougie and self um, involved or self centered. But I got a Peloton back in September. And I am fully obsessed with it. Like it's the best piece of health and fitness kit or, you know, exercise gear, whatever you want to call it that I've ever had, hands down. And it's a little bit expensive. It's a little bit pricey, the kind of monthly subscriptions, but it's unreal. Like it, <laughs> when I, I told Mano that I wanted to get one, we have, we have two bedrooms here in Australia, which originally we'd had the spare bedroom so that people who could come visit us, friends, family, et cetera, could stay in a bed. Um, but the lockdown kind of put 
COVID, sorry, kind of put a, a swift end to that. We did have uh, Douglas Brown and Chris Giffen come and visit us and stay in that bed, um, as well as Lawrence, one of one of Mano's childhood friends, came came to visit us and, and actually spent some time in that bed, which is a, a, a definite rarity. We had it for, you know, 16, 17 months, and it was used three times, which was fantastic. But Mano's challenge was essentially, you can get a Peloton, but you have to sell the bed. And Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace are absolutely massive over here. So lo and behold, I was able to shift the spare bed in a couple of days, much to Mano's disappointment, because she didn't think I was going to be able to sell it that quickly, I don't think. But got rid of the bed, lined up the Peloton for the eight-week delivery schedule or whatever the hell it was. It was crazy here when it launched in Australia. You couldn't get one for three months. So got in line virtually, of course, not allowed to leave the house, um, and had it, you know, ticking down the days until it got here. And it came, delivery was fantastic, you know, unreal Peloton guy came, set up, did all those things. Um, as I mentioned, if you're listening Peloton at the top, you know, thousands of listeners, so get involved with sponsorship. But anyway, use it pretty much every day. Big uh, Matt Wilpers fan, big Dennis Morton fan. Um, and obviously Robin, Robin Arson is basically Wonder Woman. But that's, yeah, I haven't had a chance to, to do all the instructors yet and, and do all of those things, but it's an outrageous piece of kit. And if anyone's kind of on the fence about getting one or thinking about getting one, just, just do it. It's, it's insane. Um, absolutely insane. So that's Peloton. That's the, that's the self-obsessed uh, life update done. The second, as I teased, it's apparently an industry term, as I teased at the top, uh, is about Gus. So, we got the the MRI back, basically took him to the vet on a Thursday to do the MRI, was told that we'd have the results by Friday afternoon or Monday. Um, and typically it's Tuesday and we still haven't had anything. So give them a ring to find out what's going on. Um, and the good news is that the uh, the MRI showed no signs of anything odd um, going on in, in his brain, which is fantastic because, um, you know, there was every chance he has an absolutely massive head. So... I'm not sure that relates to the size of his brain. I think he has a massive head and a tiny brain. But anyway, um, the MRI showed no signs of anything going on, which is great. But I guess the downside is it means that it's probably most, it well, not probably, sorry, it's, it's most like the epilepsy that he has, which, as we said, is, you know, Labradors are, are prone to develop epilepsy, but just not this young and not this early in their life. So a little bit of a shame, but... It's definitely something that's manageable. It's definitely something that he can live with. Um, and the vet said it's it shouldn't be too much of a, a burden for him, which is the biggest thing, obviously. So not ideal, but, but it could be much worse. Um, so a little positive news to end episode two on, for sure. And that's it for me, guys, this week. Uh, thanks to everyone who's listening. Thanks to everyone who's let me know about their, their thoughts and feelings about it so far. Um, appreciate the support. I can tell you now, and something that's not, remotely groundbreaking, but when you're recording a podcast and the amount of times you have to go back and listen to your own voice, it's painful listening to your own voice. You're like, that. that is not me. What do I sound like? But anyway, we don't need to get into that. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I really appreciate it, and I'll see you next week.